Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished Adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. In the secluded training grounds of the Neverwinter Academy, the fight with the Yugoloth continues. After several waves of creatures and tactics, the Heralds of Greenest are so far victorious, but are starting to show some wear and tear. The Yugoloth in charge continues to taunt Travancore, and there seems to be another break in the battle. But how much more is left, and how much more can they take? And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren. You might know me as Oboe, and... I have a grapefruit, cranberry, and vodka. I know it's called a sea breeze. Don't make me say it's a sea breeze. Because my husband thought this would be a lovely thing to enjoy. No? Deadpool 2? No? Nobody got that? Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I, I look up from my not sea breeze and everyone's like, yes, of course. Of course your husband would make you a grapefruit, cranberry, and vodka. So it is actually delicious and I do like it and it's very refreshing. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular. And tonight, I have a creation from one of our friends of the show, Izzy. It is uh, two different flavors of truly hard cider. It is the uh, mango and passion fruit, and I am enjoying it once again in my officiant mug. Thank you, John, once again. Aww. And it is quite good. And I'm going to take a sip because it is quite good. Mmm. <clears throat> good swallowing noises right there. And uh, tonight's shot of Fireball is not a shot of Fireball. So, due to a mishap with my last uh, liquor order, I am nearly out of Fireball, so I'm starting to conserve. So instead, today's chugging of a mini Strongbow... What? <laughs> ...is dedicated to... Whoa. Janessa! Hey, Janessa! That's this tiny little can of Strongbow is for you. Yes, I am re-entering the Cider Wars on the enemy side, uh, but... <laughs> So a story behind these, I we bought these, I think, a couple of years ago for a RTX for our condo, and they've been sitting in my fridge ever since. So they're getting cleaned out, and one of them is getting chugged tonight. Since it's a strongbow, should it be if I crit uh, being the strongest or if Travancore crits being the bowman? You know yeah. what? Let's a change the rules second up. <laughs> strongbow. <laughs> Will be consumed on the oh, first no. crit between Carlton and Travancore. Now, kids, this is your Uncle Jonathan here. We're having a lot of fun, but please don't binge drink. It's really not a good idea. Leave it to the professionals. I am a professional drinker. Thank you. Jack, I'm so glad you're laughing because I was trying not to because that's like a serious thing, but I totally wanted to, as soon as he's like, we're having a lot of fun. I here. just flashed back to 2010. I just, I, yeah, holy, okay, on the one hand, those cans are adorable. They're very cute. On the other hand, you're going to chug hard cider, what? A TPK oh. isn't supposed to kill the actual players. Just yes, saying. please, no. I can't, oh. I, A, well, I got one diamond, but I'm not using it to bring you back. Staying <laughs> <laughs> on my finger. And B, I can't, I can't, you understand, I have zero healing powers in real life. I am very good at band-aids and cleaning wounds and general first aid none of that i'm not a you real also live doctor. in a different country yeah. i'm in a different country now my medical system would do a bang-up job i'm a part of none of that yep i'm your fantasy doctor <laughs> both of my sisters are doctors which makes me nothing <laughs> you're screwed <laughs> So screwed. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the gods will be kind and Jonathan won't roll any natural 20s or there won't be any fireballs and you'll all just talk all, all episode long. No, and then, oh, yes. The social episode. Great. I'm looking forward the, to that. The social <laughs> episode with the Ugoloth. Okay. Well, we'll see whether the, the chatting happens. Uh, but for now, Bernie, what are you drinking? Uh, what I did have before this drink, and I'm sorry there's none left to eat now because I ate it very fast, is I had a lemon bar. Which I think is the most mm. in-character dessert I can possibly have. And it is the Reddit famous Just Hoods Grandma's Lemon Bars. Very Nom. good recipe. We made the original recipe. And we're going to make the uh, 
the Reddit edits version next, since they did a whole compilation of all the small little changes mm-hmm. people made. But it is so good. And now I am powered by lemon bars and I'm about to be powered by a wonderful citrus blonde ale from Collective Arts Brewing, which, as you guys know, is one of my absolute favorite breweries. It is their saint of circumstance. And oh, my God, check out this cool art. Whoa. Right? I mean, all their cans are just lovely. Yeah. I think I told you guys I went to a place that had a bunch of like the art from the cans like put up. And I was just like, so excited. Let's get that good, good. And I'm drinking it in my groom's person mug. I continue to be the awful person who has it on display and never drinks out of it. I'm going to fix that at some point. I swear. I really do. It's right there. (laughs) Oh, I love a blonde ale. It just tastes like summer. And summer is finally here. Sort of. Spring is finally here. What am I saying? It's close enough for Jess. (laughs) We're all just enjoying the can. It's so pretty. I will put it on our Instagram. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travel course choice this evening is Chill Fizz Iconic Philly Hard Seltzer. This is the uh, black cherry variety. It comes also with a kiss of agave and uh, refreshing Philly seltzer, which is made from the finest water. And water. I am, yeah. <laughs> I love, here's the thing. None of us even react to the water anymore, but what happens is you say it and then you eye the camera. You're like, eh? Straight, eh? straight eh? stare, just straight like. Yes. Like it, it, like just an implicit dare. Go, go on and say something about my water. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in a good sign for party cohesion today, I too am drinking it out of my groom person mug. Oh, wow, wow! You're making me feel like I'm it's DM versus player. Well, I mean, Lauren, it is right there. You can go grab it. It is. It is. Except then I would probably spill my drink all over myself trying to transfer from one to the other. And that would make me even more crankier. I'm not really cranky. <laughs> no, just set up a little siphon, you know, keep one lower than the other. <laughs> all right, Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, so I have that weird uh, craft selection of sodas that I got uh, when we did a liquor store run for my missus. I have seven left and I rolled my D8 and got an eight. So it was dealer's choice. Uh, so I've got Dublin, Texas, Orange Dream Soda. So, good old-fashioned orange cream soda. Tastes like I'm drinking a creamsicle. Nice. I like it. I gotta remember to hide. I I keep looking up and seeing myself. Usually, once we we get games going, either when I'm streaming or with all of you, I hide my self-view because I don't need to see myself. And I I kept looking up and I'm like, "Mm, mm, there I am again. Okay. I'm Bane, so I'm keeping myself on camera. I keep myself on camera so I'm not accidentally doing something stupid like wandering over here. I, that's super fair and usually what i end up doing is like double checking myself every once in a while but yeah i like to hide myself you because then i could make your beautiful faces bigger bigger yeah that's why Yay. i did it even though i am vain <laughs> you are so vain you'll probably play this D game Never with mind. me you right. probably think this game is <laughs> about, about oh, you there no, we go geez. you're so you're, vain it's too late it's too late so you just completed another round of battles with the minions of the Yugoloth, there was some more taunting, if I remember correctly. There was also the frog-like creature that had Travancore in quite the state for a little while until Bernie managed to to cure him of that. And uh, yeah, if I remember correctly, you were all still standing in the cold snow of the fields just after another battle. I believe only a few minutes have passed. What would you like to do? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, but not feasible. Travancore is going to ask Jonathan and Bernie if they think they could cast sendings to taunt this guy, like in the Telbond, of course, because that should still be up. Yeah, that's still up because it hasn't been more than an hour. Jonathan the Magimuscular would like to report that he is running low on those slots and would rather keep them yeah. for destruction. I'd rather use them to kill it, honestly. Is he here? Ask him to come here. I think that's probably what I left off the last episode. I've been like, he probably asked me, like, if you're willing to leave it there, like, you know, why don't you go get it? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. You were trying to convince, basically, you're trying to intimidate it, if I remember correctly. Goad it into revealing itself. Is there anything else you would like to say right now? I mean, there there doesn't seem to be anything else going on. And Travancore, from your experience over these last couple of fights in several moments it seems to be able to hear your at least the thoughts that you're trying to project to it you don't know about any more than that i've tried taunting it and i don't know how effective that's been i don't know if i should keep going down that road i actually am at a loss of what to say like 
I might just ask the Taliban, well, what should I tell this guy? Cyrano me here, guys. Jonathan the Magimuscular maybe thinks that, uh, oh, ask him if, if, oh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is getting, is stringing this together. If the minions he sent are indicative of his leadership, wow, he really sucks. Okay, of course, I'll try and translate that um, into something cool. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't cool. The phrasing of it, I mean, the idea of it certainly is, but the phrasing just needs a little fine tuning. That's all. Put it that way. You're workshopping. It's fine. I feel like you should be like, maybe these are your friends. Maybe a strong leader deals with his foes face to face and leads by example and doesn't send minions to slaughter. I don't think he cares much about um, his reputation that way. There is one angle I think I could try, like just the idea that every second it takes longer for him to stop me and to get this job done is the second his stop is dropping among his fellow people who would hire him. Oh, Bernie says, yes, I think you need to play to his vanity. And you also need to remind him that he's not very cool. Mm. I feel like it would go something like, are you really sure you're going to draw this out? Yeah, maybe I should go passive aggressive with this. Yes, passive aggressive. I feel like, Travancore, you need to imagine that this Ugaloth is the... Dirt and hair stuck to the gum that is stuck to the bottom of your shoe. That's the tone that I want you to project. Like, all right, ugh, um, you really are going to, you're really going to do it this way. That was so close to Valley Girl. I'm sorry. Let me try this in the faux nicest way possible. You know, it must be nice. And I want to say this part out loud. You know, it must be nice to be work for immortal beings, where you know mortals are very impatient. They're always about results. But you can luxuriate in wasting time and being what I guess mortals would call ineffective and slow and sort of just playing the long game for for no reason. Like, they must be willing to wait forever and ever for you to deliver on what you're going to deliver. And it's, it's kind of amazing and very impressive, I'm, you know. You wait for a very long moment. Brittany's in the call like, yeah. <laughs> and then you hear that hated voice in your head again that says you think my end goal is acquiring the amulet but as long as you don't destroy it I'm getting paid but no I would rather not hang out on this miserable plane of existence forever which is why I even wanted to talk to you in the first place and why those endless supplies of minions I keep throwing at you do things like troll your thoughts. Guys, he's on this plane of existence. I say in this top one. As, as Bernie's eyes light up and she starts to think for a little bit, the, the voice comes back and says, So if giving me the amulet just to make me go away isn't a sweet enough deal for you, which one of the secrets... That my friend pulled from your mind, would you like to keep secret? I'm an open book. Do your worst. Oh. But but you're not, though. (laughs) I think your friends know most of the things that you know. I think most of the things you were thinking about in that moment were inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. But you know how to destroy this amulet. And that's information. It's very valuable. <sighs> and maybe I should come and take that out of your brain personally. And everybody roll a perception check. Can Bucks or is he too far away? Uh, no, as far as I know, you are, you're all basically where you are shown on the map, which is hanging about in this general area all within about 30 to 40 feet of each other in the side of this clearing near the couple of trees that are left um i will say if in this moment if you did want to move closer or further away from each other that's absolutely fine because it it now has been you know a minute two minutes three minutes um but otherwise no you're all kind of hanging out here so give me some perception checks 11 uh 25 for carlton 17 for Jonathan, uh, 14 for Bucks. That's a 16 for Bernie. Okay. 
Carlton, maybe it's because you're the only one who isn't actively trying to think of nasty things to say to this Yugoloth, or at least if you are, you're keep. You've I'm been just over here trying to catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you've been successful so far, and yeah, it's been it's been a fight, and your friends are deciding on things to talk about. You also know at this point where to look for where these creatures are coming from. And so you see more of them coming out of the trees. In fact, I'm going to say your perception check was high enough. And that moment you're you're alert enough. And this has happened enough that you actually watch two of the trees, the bark extend and form these two creatures that appear. Is it more knife horses or? These are not creatures that you immediately recognize. Not ones we've already fought. They are not creatures you've currently or in the history of our game ever fought. Okay, cool. What you see, and I'll I'll say in this moment, just before we roll initiative, you can call this out to your friends so that they are uh, not completely surprised. They're humanoid and they're a about your size, so a little on the larger side, six limbs of a bug-like creature in purples and blacks. It's got these two long spindly legs that come out on points, and then four arms with pincer-like claws. Both of them are holding wicked-looking tridents that are this jet black metal that seem to crackle with energy like a a purplish black eldritch energy the insect face those are the first things to protrude from the bark of the tree almost piercing the bark like it's a skin and then coming out of the the remnants of this tree yellow pupilless eyes the fangs and jaws of some horrible arachnid and spikes running down the back as they both claw their way out of the two trees uh one of them even jumps off to land on the ground next to their next to the tree and the both of them get a little we can roll initiative again. Can I shout out, Travancore, draw! <laughs> you, yeah, you can basically yell out that these creatures are... Because then he's up there in the front. Hey! Hey! Oh, no. Hey! Yeah! Uh, that's not, well, it's better, but not by much. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey! 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 Nice! Oh, wait, that's a crit! Hey, listen, if if the thing you want to down an entire bottle of is an initiative can of, crit. Yeah. One down. How many ounces is that? Is that eight? It's not. No, it it's like five. Okay. So okay. It's not <laughs> I'm just playing it up. I need. I almost had cider tonight, too, but the lemon <laughs> bar, I was like too much sugar. I get that. Uh, yeah. No, I totally get that. Okay. I need numbers from Carlton. Uh, 18. Jonathan? 19. And Travancore? 11. And Shadow? 20. 22, actually. That's who got the I love Oh, okay. That's who got Okay. The bear got it. So, hey, listen. That's all right. That's so cool. It's fine. Bucks? Nine. Nine. And Bernie? 19. Finally, a, a pretty good. Okay. Um, What's your dexterity modifier? What's Jonathan's? Zero. Okay. So Jonathan will go before Bernie. Books get Okay, that looks like it's in order. Okay. Uh, as these two creatures appear, Carlton is the only one to really notice them appear, but he is able to call it out to all of you. And its shadow is the first to go. Travancore is going I mean, Travancore. Shadow is going to move up on the brown sphere to the right on the screen. Sure. And multi-attack. First the bite. That's going to be a 23 to hit. That will hit. That's going to do 13 damage. Do nice max damage on that. Awesome. Yeah, Shadow will not be surprised to see that his non-magical claws do not as much damage as he'd hoped. Gotta give him some magic braces at some point. And a little teeth, tooth caps or something. I don't know. Bite into an egg. Little, like, little golden claw caps. <laughs> yeah. If only you had something like nail polish. Or maybe like it just says fire bear in like rubies across the nail caps and all gold. <laughs> <laughs> Get like some uh, some uh, brass knuckles for, yeah. for Shadow. Oh my gosh, Manny Petty and shopping montage after this, assuming we survive. Yeah, and then 
Next time we're back in Waterdeep, we'll commission it. We have nail polish. Yeah, you have something that can make shadows uh, attacks magical. Oh, it is, like admittedly, it, it'll only work for a little while, but you do have something. Anyway, I'm assuming now is not the time for many petties. I also really like the idea of uh, brass knuckles for shadow. That was amusing. Now is the time for the claw. Yes. That'll be a 17 hit? No. Drat. His claw scrapes across the natural uh, armor of this bug beast and leaves that, that horrible scratch like nails on a chalkboard, but does not dig in. Oh, all right. Well, Shadow is done. He's staying put there. Okay. It is Jonathan's turn. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to head uh, northeast. So that'll put him behind Bernie and Carlton. And I think he still has enough range to get this thing. Oh, yes, he does. Uh, so Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to unleash two bolts. Uh, the first one is uh, he takes a, cr- uh, a star from his crown and hurls it at the creature. So this is going to be a ranged spell attack. Oh, nice. 29 to hit. Absolutely. Holy shit. That was a nearly max damage roll. That is 43 points of radiant damage. Yowza. All right. So for those at home, each star does 4d12 uh, radiant damage. And uh, he rolled an 8 and 3 10s on 4d12. And then he added in his... Uh, or his uh, his intellect on one damage roll, which is this one. Okay, so he's going to... It was a good roll. Good, yeah, it's very good. Good one roll. to use it on. And then uh, his next attack is going to be a firebolt at the same creature. So another ranged spell attack. Hey, Jonathan, what's that? That is a natural 20. Oh, Everybody okay. drink. Uh, I have to look up how much firebolt does at this level. I think it's uh, 3d10. 10. Yeah, so it's yeah. going to be 6d10. Well, it'll be 5d10 plus 10. Oh, Plus right, right. You're, right. yeah. Because uh, uh, I don't get anything. I don't think I get anything to oh, this. Uh, not on a cantrip. Not, not for firebolt, I don't Okay, think. so yeah. 5d10 plus 10. Okay. Yeah, I think it's clerics that get to add stuff to their cantrips after a while. Yeah, one of the cleric yeah. schools gets to do it. Um, oh, several of them do. I know light clerics do. Because I, I just got my improved one that gets that gives me even more. I think some of, if I'm correct, I think I can add some stuff to mine, actually. Okay, that is... Definitely not a bad roll. That is uh, another 49 points of fire Damn. damage. Wow. Yeah. Nice. numbers, kid. That was, uh, yeah, that was 92 points of damage off a cantrip and a bonus action. Well, off a, a nat seventh 20 level sp- yeah, yeah. and a seventh Damn. level spell. Yeah, you undersell Damn. it by saying, yeah. Uh, yeah, this creature, as, as it takes Shadow's attacks without really breaking a sweat you throw these two magic bolts at it from two different sources and it is barely alive it is standing but it is of the six limbs two of them are on their knees two of them have gone down onto the ground one of the other remaining limbs is left holding on to the trident and is using it to barely push itself back up into a standing position it is very, very hurt. Yeah. And that is yeah. Jonathan the Magimuscular's turn. You okay. Bernie go, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Jo- Jonathan the Magimuscular like gives a high five from from back where Air he is. High five from like fifty feet away. And Bernie, it is your turn after you do the high five. Bernie is uh, gonna. She's gonna cast bless because cause at points we've really needed it. She's gonna cast it as a second level spell. Sure. You know what? As a bonus action, wait. Are there there are two bugs, right? Yes. Yeah. As a bonus action, she is going to bring back out the spiritual weapon as third level. Okay. She's gonna put it. Let me double check a thing on spiritual. I should know. Like you feel like you're like I totally know how this works. I know how much range it has versus how much. Yes, I was correct. Okay, that's nice. It's but that's nice. why we all have D and D Beyond, so you can just really ch- quickly check because there's so many numbers. Okay, she's gonna straight up. Oh, shit, she can put her spiritual weapon in flanking with Shadow. Let's do this. Let's destroy this guy. This spiritual weapon looks like a bug zapper. All right. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. It's a bug zapper because those things totally exist in the fantasy world. It's fine. She, she's not, I imagine that Bernie doesn't actually control, like, this is, this is my headcanon. She doesn't control what they look like. It's her god who understands the larger, the larger context (laughs) of the world. It's It's what they sends you. 
Bay's like, let's see how they react to this. They've never seen a bug. They're just, she's like, bug zapper. Why not? Let's do it. But they're always something that you want. So, you know, it's at least working with you. That does it. That's actually not too shabby, honestly, for what is essentially a bonus action. No, spiritual weapon is nothing to laugh at, laugh at. It's not a ton of damage, but like bonus action and it's not concentration. And I was just talking about this earlier today. So, yeah. It just hangs around and zaps things. It's it's force damage, I believe. And that's nine. I rolled a three and a one on the die. So not optimal, but that plus five helps. <laughs> It does. And that's enough. After Jonathan's barrage, this thing uh, with your spiritual bug zapper, that little bit of force is enough. And it explodes into what looks like carapace and bug guts. But then even before the pieces hit the ground, they have dissipated into black ichor and smoke. And do you want to stay there or you want to move? Do I want to stay there? I can move the spiritual weapon actually up to 20 feet. Uh, but I believe, is oh, it your movement? Oh, no, it movement? is the bonus action to move it yeah. and repeat the attack. So never mind. We're going to hang. Spiritual weapon's going to hang. I'm going to move kind of away from Carlton. Sorry, Carlton. I'm going to move uh, back into, I'm going to kind of back up to my northwest. Also, everybody is blessed but the bear. I'm sorry, I could only get four people. It's okay. Wait, no, that is four. Yeah. No, that's not four. I'm if sorry. you don't include you, you can include you. Or the bear. We're going to include me. I'm sorry, Shadow. It makes sense. I can only do so much damage, but you can do a lot more. And where are you moving to? I'm moving about 10 feet northwest, so I'm probably going to be in the same... I'm going to be parallel to Jonathan. And Carlton, it's your turn. So I'm going to run up to the other uh, bug bug man. Uh, But I'm able to have just enough movement to kind of swing behind him, kind of come up his backside there. Uh, and for the first time in Dungeons Drunks history, I'm out of rages. <gasps> oh, no. no. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, There's been a lot all, of fighting going on. We've used all four of them already. I mean, you're still pretty deadly without rage. You just... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I'm going to go reckless. Okay. But also, you're blessed. So blessless. Bless, blexless? Uh, 26 to hit. That reckless. does hit. Uh, and do I need to separate the damage? Yes. Uh, so it'll be for magical slashing, 13 magical slashing, slashing, uh, slashing, and one lightning, uh, second attack. Yeah, it takes the full brunt of the slashing and the lightning just doesn't seem to do as much as you'd like. Uh, again, 26, oh my god, these garbage numbers. Eight magical slashing, one lightning. All right. Anything else? No. Okay. I am out of things. (laughs) I mean, but your thing is to hit and do damage, and you're still doing hitting and doing damage. All right. It is the bug's turn. Distinguished adventurers, this is your favorite cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. That's right. That's right. I'm your favorite cleric. Do you play a cleric? I'm still your favorite cleric. Do you got a cleric in the party? Might want to tell them. Not your favorite cleric. That person's me. (laughs) This is your favorite cleric, interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast to make a very important announcement. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that we recently hit 400 followers, and we think that deserves a celebration. To celebrate, we decided we're going to give away not one, but two signed copies of Descent into Avernus. In order to win, you just had to do three simple things. You had to follow us. Pretty obvious, right? Like that post. Who wouldn't? And most importantly, tag a friend who's going to win that second copy along with you. Because y'all, what is D&D without friends? It's just, I mean, it's some cool books to look through. I'm not going to lie. But D&D is made for friends. Now, we just want to thank everyone who entered and really quick, be fully transparent in how we're picking the winner. I put all y'all's names into a spreadsheet and I'm using a random number generator to pick our winner. It's the most fair and unbiased way. Before the machines become our overlords, they're also going to distribute copies of a Descent into Avernus. Now i got to actually click that button, and I'm going to do a drum roll. Just a little one. Just a little one. The winner is... I've been in the house for way too long. I'm so sorry. The winner is... Let me click the thing. Alex VHJ. 
Alex VHJ, who did you tag? Because you won, but you tagged a friend. And that friend wins too. See, it's totally better to do it this way. This is great. Two people win. This is awesome. Let me let me go back on our Instagram and find you. Alex D V Alex VHJ. You tagged your friend, Dice Range Strider, which I really hope is a Lord of the Rings reference because I have watched a lot of Lord of the Rings here in in my uh, in my confinement during this unpleasantness. To both Alex VHJ and Dice Range Strider, congratulations. We're going to be messaging both of you to get your copies out to you as fast as we possibly can. To everyone who entered, we want to say a huge thank you for supporting the podcast. We have said this before, but we have a ton of fun making this and getting to share something you make with people is, I think, really special, especially when people like it. I think anybody who's ever made anything and stuck it out there in the world can say it's scary feeling and when people come back and enjoy the thing you make uh, I think that that means that means the world oh and uh now, now I'm I'm a, a little verklempt but uh I will uh, as a, as you transition back into the podcast I'll, I'll give you a, a topic to discuss owl bears would actually make great pets and Lauren should give me one We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on June 7th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. M-U-R-L-H-A-F-F-M-E-R-C so use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Okay, so the first thing that happens is right where Jonathan and Bernie are. In fact, centered between the two of them, you hear what almost sounds like a hissing noise. Oh my. And then... Oh in a 20-foot radius sphere centered between the two of you, a cloud of noxious, poisonous, yellow-green gas forms. I need the two of you, because it won't quite reach Travancore, to make constitution saving throws. Constitution. Okay. Fun constitution, times. yes. That's going to be a soft 20 for Jonathan. Yay. Okay, you succeed, you'll take half damage. But I don't want to. That's going nice. a, a 21. Okay, you will both take half damage. All right, you are both going to take 12 poison damage. Yeah, and the cloud hangs there, and everything around you is now that weird, sticky, noxious gas that just hangs. And it's not that it's you can't see through it it's not obscuring your view but everything just feels poisoned and wrong and then the one next to carlton is going to teleport next to jonathan into the cloud and jonathan now that it is up in your face you seem to notice that while you are having trouble breathing in this cloud every time you breathe in it's it's a burning in your lungs your eyes are burning your skin is is sticky and itchy and this creature does not seem bothered by that and it is going to lash out at you first with its claws and then with the trident so uh that's going to be a one, because that's what happens, is I don't get to roll anything fun. Uh, so the claws completely miss. It appears in front of you, and it actually rakes the air in the wrong direction. And then it grabs its trident with its fourth limb. But I don't think a 16 hits you. It actually would, 
if I didn't uh, shield. Okay, you're going to shield? Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's it goes to stab you with this trident and you shield just in time to stop the three prongs from digging into your stomach as your your shield appears. And I believe that's it for the two of them. Travancore, it's your turn. All right. Shadow is going to shoot it in the back, which is the safest place to shoot anything, really. Um, he's going to use his sharpshooter feet and he's going to add his bless to whatever this roll is. Is. Do you okay. say Travancore or well, Shadow? don't know if I'll need it or not, but why not? 21. That does it. Okay. Didn't Hunter's Market probably should have 23? Uh, sure. Yeah. That arrow mm. sinks into its back, and it <laughs> and it winces. Uh, it continues to face Jonathan, but the arrow digs in. All right. And since I didn't use my, uh, my bonus feature to Hunter's Market, I'm actually going to move about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and then use my bonus action to dash 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. And I'm on my turn right there. All right, so you move way to the east, and and then Carlton. That's me. That is you. And you need to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, let me tell you how great I am at those. You say that, except you have nothing that you have negatives on. So, uh, and I am blessed. That's right. You are blessed. Never Rolling forget. Nice. Uh, so that's gonna be a total of fourteen. That is not enough. Not the a queen three. Can, <laughs> can only do so much. Carlton is banished. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh. Where am I? I'm gonna leave your mini there so that we know where you are. But at this moment. You find yourself floating in a harmless demiplane. Would you like me to describe your harmless demiplane, or would you like to describe your harmless demiplane? So the harmless demiplane. You've been banished. I mean, you, you might not know what banishment is. Like Carlton doesn't know, but you know. Wait, so you I know think it the is harmless a harmless demiplane would determine would be determined by whom did the banishing, right? Um, that's what I think, but I thought it would be fun to right, offer so you Right, so I'm trying the... to, like, picture in my mind, or does it send it to, like, what the character would want to be a harmless demiplane? It's going to be the character. Okay, in that case, my harmless demiplane is a wonderful field with a babbling brook with tons of direwolf puppies just frolicking in the grass, coming up and licking my face, and it's a wonderful and adorable. You can't move, and it feels a little odd, but it's nice. It's definitely nice. Well, of course you're not moving. You're covered in direwolf puppies. Who would want to move? <laughs> you're it's covered wonderful. in direwolf. It's wonderful and harmless. It moving is. is for people Where who aren't covered in direwolf puppies. I love it so yep. much. <laughs> and it is Bucks's turn. I will I will say I'm gonna say Bucks and Shadow. Travancore, what's your passive perception again? My passive perception is 17. Yeah, you, Bucks, and Shadow notice Carlton disappear. Oh dear. Um they have disintegrated. Uh, Carlton takes he's gone. Oh, it is terrible. Uh, 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 I don't I don't see him any longer. This is technically uh, a Debbie plane is still technically a different plane of existence, correct? That is correct. So yeah, you don't even hear me in Telbond. Nope. Yep. I will for the sake of later say now, you don't lose Rari's telepathic bond. You just no longer can I have the buffering symbol. Yeah. <laughs> like slow yes. connection. You're going through a tunnel temporarily cannot connect to it. All right, uh, what else is Bucks doing besides fretting over the, the disappearance? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, and then he is going to actually fly that direction. He's still like 100 feet up. Uh, he w- he actually dips down. No, because he's in the Telbond. So yeah. He is he, in the Telbond. So he just reports that and then he flies, uh, does a flyover over Carlton's uh, location to try and find him. And he sees nothing. Brighton's going to be like, eh, eh, what? And so he's, what? And she's going to look at Jonathan through the poison. Jonathan's going to go like, <laughs> and he shrugs as he chokes. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton is completely unthere. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no choking for real. Anything else from Bucks or is that it? That's it. All right. Shadow. Okay. Shadow seeing Carlton disappear is, uh, what that? I don't know if he's close enough to anything to, to go after or not. Think he probably is, but he would have to move into the awful cloud of death. Ah, uh, yeah, Shadow knows better than to go into awful clouds of death. Absolutely. All right, 
here's what Shadow is going to do. He's going to latch on to like Harlton's scent and see if he can pick. I don't think he understands what banishing is, so he's going to try and find his buddy, his flanking friend. Okay, I'm going to say, is he going to stay there? Or is he going to move towards where Carlton was? He'll move towards where Carlton was. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. That's his max movement. He can clearly see Carlton is not there. He can smell Carlton was there, but Carlton is no longer there. Hmm. Okay. Shadow's going to stay put for now. Okay. Jonathan, you're in a noxious cloud of awful. Usually on these effects, if I have to do the save right away, then it's an end of turn. It's very nasty to have a both you take the effect right away and it's at the start of your turn. So when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time, which would have been when it was cast, on a turn or starts its turn there. So this would be a new turn. The creature must make a constitution save. That's really nasty. None of my like, like Dawn, I have to wait because it's technically not entering. It's like, it's... It, it, I didn't enter the area. Well, this says, okay, when the cylinder appears, it, okay, it's not worded the same way. I think it's probably because what's going to happen, spoiler alert, this cloud is going to move. Oh, <laughs> so, it's one of those. Okay, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so right. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, that's not, not as good. That's going to be a 10. That will not succeed. And so you're going to take the full brunt of 5d8. You're going to take 17 poison oh, damage. That's not actually that bad. So that, Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. My first roll was way worse, and you took half of that, so. Okay. Can Jonathan the Magimuscular make an Arcana check real quick to figure out where to move? Uh, if this cloud is, which which way this cloud is going to move, assuming that he even recognizes what spell it is? Uh, yeah, I, I'll say, let me check something real quick. Yes, you can. Well, that's a natural one, but it oh. still shakes out to an 11. You know it's going to move. It's, there's very little wind. There's almost no wind in this area. It's been a very still, calm, gor- frankly, gorgeous winter day. The little bit of wind that there is, I'll say with an 11, you can tell that this cloud is not necessarily moving with the wind. Okay. But unfortunately... With a natural one, yeah, yeah, I'm going to narrate that it is really hard to think inside of a poisonous, awful cloud with a giant bug monster in your face. Completely fair. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to take a guess. He is going to disengage as his action. Okay. It's going to one, two, three, four, five, six, and move this way and hope the cloud doesn't follow him. Okay. And then... Uh, and then <laughs> Which, if this wasn't D&D, would totally be a thing. Right. And then he is going to look back and between coughs, uh, hurl his second to last star at, uh, at this guy. Uh, That's going to be a 28 to hit. That will hit. Oh, dang. These are rolling hot. Uh, that's 44 uh, radiant damage. Uh, yeah, you may still be coughing and unable to tell what this cloud is, but you're able to destroy this creature. It goes down. You whack it with your one of your last stars, and it practically disintegrates into the cloud. Oh, and I'm assuming at that point, uh, that's it because you've moved, you've minored, and you've yes, you've you've moved, you've done your uh bonus action, and yeah, yeah, you're getting right. several degrees. Bernie, you. Uh, you need to make a constitution saving throw because yeah. you are in this awful, awful cloud. That's a natural 20. Plus two. Well, so you will only take half of this damage. God, I wish like natural 20s on like saving throws just meant you just didn't take damage. Just meant you burped back out all of the poison onto the thing that shot it to you. I've I've thought about doing that, but a lot of the spells, the reason that they still do half damage is because of the nature of them or because of the fact that they are such high level that you're you're already expending something in order to make it happen and it would it would actually be detrimental to the spell. So uh, but I have thought about something like that. Anyway, you will take 10 poison damage. Well, Bernie's going to get the heck out of dodge, to to be honest. Um, I think that's a good plan. She disengage. She can just use her movement. Uh, she's going to try to go kind of actually in the opposite direction. I think she has like all the things that Jonathan would know about this. She just doesn't know. So it wouldn't make sense for her to follow him. 
it would make sense in her mind for her to use even all of Coco Snoot's movement. I think 30 feet, she's going to go uh, southwest because in her head, one of the things that really messed everything up was that both her and Jonathan got hit. Like she's thinking from a healing perspective, so she wants to separate them as much as possible. So if the cloud does go, or she just wants to get out of the cloud, if the cloud moves at all, because her stuff moves, she just wants to get the heck out. She doesn't want to be in a position where both, she's close enough that both people can get hit. Absolutely. Um, all right, yeah. And then she's going to, uh, gosh, I'm running out of spell slots, cheesy, crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's been a lot of fighting going on. She's going to cast Mass Healing Word as a fourth level spell. Ooh. How close do you need to be to everybody? Or is that the one that you can just see people? Oh, shit. I can't remember. I do have to, never mind. I have to be within, she's not going to go quite as far. She's gonna, can she be, can her southwest be a little more south, a little less west? Yeah, uh, it's a 20 foot uh, radius. So as long as you move 20 feet south, you will be out of it. Okay. More of a south by southwest? More of a south by southwest. (laughs) She's not gonna get, be able to get Travancore. Damn. Uh, But she can get herself and she can get Jonathan and she can get La Bear. La Bear. La Bear. How much? He's mostly okay. He he has ninety four health. He's fine. Travancore could probably use your help though. <laughs> well, okay, then let's. Can we can we just say Bernie just can we just say Bernie got herself within sixty feet of everybody because the plan was to get away from the cloud and get close enough to cast this. Yeah. So so we can say Bernie thinks about the tactical maneuver of going in the opposite direction of Jonathan and getting out of the cloud and then realizing what she wants to do, sacrifices tactics for the ability to to do the healing. So she's now going to cast a mass healing word that at fourth level that actually works. I just forgot about math, guys. I'm just so unprepared. I just didn't think about math. I'm just happy you're here. I mean, Me too. I'm just happy to be here too, if we're being honest. <laughs> Always happy to be here with y'all. I'm happy to be here with John. Unfortunately, Carlton's on a different plane of existence, but he's happy, so it's okay. Yes. So, okay. In my next like iteration, I want to find the character that does the least amount of math. Ranger. And that, that's what I'm going to Barbarian. Do. So six for everybody else is getting six. My barbarian is a weird barbarian where I mix and match things, but general barbarian is pretty straightforward. Everybody's got to do math. It's just some classes do the same math over and over and over again, so it becomes super easy. Uh, Spellcasters need to have a facility of a bunch of different kinds of math and also saving throws. So it's, and none of it's hard. It's just the variety you have to do. Bless Bay. That is, (laughs) everybody's getting, that's not me, is getting 19 health back. Okay. Except Carlton. Is that Carlton? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Carlton. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I, this is I, fun. I get puppies. If it makes you feel better, I get puppies. Oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> okay. You've moved. Was that your action? That was my movement and my action as my bonus action. Where is that fucking thing? Is it anywhere near my bug zapper? No. The, you, at the moment, you do not see any creatures. The one that was in the cloud with you was decimated by Jonathan's stars. Well, here's the deal. As a bonus action, my bug zapper is going to sizzle menacingly. It's going to go like, that's all I got for you. Okay. Carlton, you're in a demi plane of harmless puppies. Would you like to describe what you're doing for the next six seconds? Well, you said I couldn't move, right? The role playing of this is I'm not going to let you move, although you're not like paralyzed. Like, so I can't, can I move around harmlessly in the demi plane and like play with different puppies and like frolic? And be chased by puppies. Yeah, as long as you understand uh, from a character, from a player perspective, that you will not reappear in a different spot. <laughs> no, I think I, no, I'm still in this demi. It's like the in the episode of Rick and Morty where like I'm on a treadmill and the world is like simulating around me as I'm moving. It's like kind of how I picture the demi plane. That. So yeah, I'm gonna start frolicking through the gra- grass and like play with the puppies because I'm like, well, there's this is my life now. Yep. I mean, it's a pretty good life. You got to admit it. Okay. The cloud moves in a northerly direction. Ooh. How far does it go? I, I, yeah. It moves 10 feet. Okay. And that's it. Travancore, it's your turn. Okay. So we're still in initiative and we are fighting a cloud now. If I understand everything correctly. I think from Travancore's perspective, there are, there's obviously still something going on because there is a cloud 
although the cloud doesn't seem to be actively moving in a specific in in a towards any one direction it has obviously moved away and carlton is still missing but you do not see any enemies i think i would put it that way we are still an initiative in game purposes Travancore is going to try and cast Hunter's Mark on the cloud to see exactly what kind of cloud we're dealing with, or at least whether that could be done. You cannot cast Hunter's Mark on the cloud. Well, that's information I can use. Yep. You do fail You fail to cast Hunter's Mark, but that is definite information. That doesn't count as a spell spot, though, like being used up or anything. You would need to use the spell slot. Yes. All right. That's fine. At least I have the information. Yeah, because the way you find out that information is you expend the Probably spell slot it. to try to cast it. And there's not a creature there. Well, you know what? I don't think putting an arrow in is going to make things worse. So, plain Jane arrow. Sure. Coming at coming at you. 31. The arrow soars through the cloud. It disrupts the awful stench and poison a little bit. Like, it moves, but it moves in a very obviously arcane way. It's not being affected by the normal movement of the air. It's a, it is a magical cloud. My fact-finding mission is done. Shadow will not be doing anything as a reaction. Okay. Oh, maybe I should have moved. Do we- have we figured out the- like, who figured out actual ban- who saw the banishment? Can I ask that? Travancore saw it. You didn't- no one saw who cast it, but Travancore, Shadow, and Bucks all watched and- or noticed Carlton disappear. I would have said, like, a word like- we're, like, banished in the Teldon, like, just- banished or i don't know what happened it just disappeared whatever he saw yeah you don't know exactly what happened but he is gone and there is at this moment no remains so it's it's safe to say he has been removed and not like disintegrated but you're not exactly sure what's happened would jonathan know sorry i'm at, I'll, I'll wait to ask these questions if jonathan jonathan had seen it directly maybe but that would that would be a check on his turn but I would say you know enough to know he's not disintegrated, he wasn't killed, he wasn't transformed, he is just gone. But there's several options for what could have happened. Travancore. Mm. How many hit points do you currently have? 72. Travancore. Oh no. His eyes roll back into his head. Oh no. You watch him stiffen and fall over dead. We had to have heard something, though, right? And two creatures appear. As he falls to the ground, you see two creatures appear. One is another one of these horrible bug-like creatures that you've been fighting. The other is a very familiar, tall, thin, mouthless, alien-shaped head. Not hot. <laughs> not Sorry, hot. Not a thirsty boy. That we established. No, that. no. We he was not thirsty for everyone. We were trying to determine if we were thirsty for him. <laughs> and we are in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Well, no, we are in the middle of a nice freshwater lake. As long as our as our thirst level is concerned, there's no thirst here. No thirst. <laughs> Zero thirst. There is no thirst as Travancore falls to the ground dead. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter.